You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me and burn your manual. This book that defines our expectations of self, but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be with you here again today. I have a very exciting topic. So I talked about self-care back in the earlier days of the podcast, but I wanted to revisit it because I have gotten a fair bit of pushback on the emphasis of self-care. I think that some professionals or single moms or just people who are very overwhelmed almost find the emphasis on self-care to be gaslighting. So I decided to revisit that and address those issues while also offering a tip and trick that's basically like a major superpower for how to successfully deploy self-care for yourself when you want to. So let's go ahead and dive into the elephant in the room. What is the problem with self-care? Why are people not getting it? And why are they pissed off when someone tells them to care for themselves or encourages them to care for themselves? Okay, let's look at this. So, number one, I think a large portion of us are conditioned not to care for ourselves. Either we've fallen out of that habit or we never learned it to start with. I always think about my grandmother, really both my grandmothers, who they always ate last at the dinner table. They were very typical gender roles. They always cooked the meals. And throughout the entire meal, they were sitting there going and making sure that everybody had their drinks filled. And then if they need anything, they got up. They ate last. Not even with us, just last, right? And so what that represented to me in hindsight was that they prioritized the health and well-being or even the wants of their family above their own. Not even equally, right? Equally would have been them sitting down and eating with us. I can go get my own damn fork. I don't need her to do it. But that is not how she was conditioned. That is not what society taught her. And so that is... A first big thing, right? If you inherently have resistance to the idea of caring for yourself, that it's not possible, that you shouldn't have it, I want you to explore what self-care means to you and what examples for self-care you've had in your life. Because oftentimes we're just mimicking the conditioning we've already learned. Now, another thing I hear quite commonly is there's just not enough time. There's no way for me to care for myself. Okay. So we inherently are in a society that has a scarcity mentality. So we think that there's not enough money. There's not enough time. There's not enough whatever. Fill in the blank. But we are easily triggered into scarcity. I very much identify with this. So here's the thing. 
When you're telling yourself that there's not enough time, you only collect evidence that there's not enough time. Because you've decided that there's not enough time, you never go looking for the time. Now here's one caveat. A fair bit of these folks would say they don't have enough time because they have small kids or they're a single parent working. Maybe they don't have enough of a support system. Here's what I'm going to say to that. I am not going to argue with those circumstances. Single parent. Busy, busy job. Little kids. But I am going to argue with the idea that it's impossible. Because again, when you decide it's impossible, you never see the options. You never actually have openness to the ways in which it could work. So maybe you are a single parent. Maybe you do have little kids. Maybe it means that one of the days that when your little kids are napping, instead of doing the dishes, you choose yourself and you take a nap, read a book, listen to a podcast, take a walk. If you can't leave your house, walk the house. I mean, we get sort of stuck in this victimized mentality where we tell ourselves that we can't or that we shouldn't. And I don't think that can't or shouldn't needs to live in our vocabulary. I think we can choose not to or don't want to, but can't and shouldn't strips you of all your power. You may be able to tell that I'm pretty passionate and intense right now about all of this. And so I'm going to tell you, I just came back from my hour long walk you know, doing the hills, enjoying myself, and listening to podcasts. And I'm telling you, this, sometimes I don't even manage to listen to much of a podcast because it's when I'm walking that I really have time to think and coach myself and work on my thoughts. And so I always come back not only with the endorphins of some exercise, but also just a really awesome mindset. And I too was telling myself I didn't have time for this for many, many years, but it's just not true. I think I may have more on my plate right now than I ever had before, but I still manage to make time for the things that are important to me for me, right? So I'm not saying I'm not caring for my family or that I'm saying no to the important things, but here's what I am saying. When I say yes to myself, yes to caring for myself, I do have to say no to something else. And the way I pick what the something else is, is based on my life vision, the priorities I've set, and if it furthers my vision or not. Now, you'll notice that I use the word have to instead of choose to, get to, etc. And here's why. 
I chose have to because there is a finite amount of time, right? There are 24 hours in a day. And we tend to overestimate what we think we can accomplish in a day, which is frankly why we're usually scrambling to try to check off the list because we have grossly overpacked our day, yet we tend to underpack our year. If we had a goal for the year, we tend to undershoot it drastically. Here is the thought that I use to help myself navigate the overpacked days. Because even though I'm aware and it is getting better, I do still tend to overpack what I plan in a day. But I continue to believe the important things will always get done. The important things will always get done. That is my intentional thought. It is something that I truly believe as a core belief. And I have collected a hell of a lot of evidence to say that it's true. Okay, onward to a third reason why people struggle with self-care. I think many of us have just been extremely disconnected from our needs. We are so used to not prioritizing ourselves that we sort of don't even notice when we need it. And so I I have a couple of docs that they don't notice they need time off. They don't proactively plan it. And they don't notice when they're starting to burn out. I have to sort of monitor them and then enforce time off when it's needed. Those are those times where, again, the idea of self-care is just so far down on the list that it's so far off the radar that we sort of get ourselves into pickles. And so cultivating awareness around what you need is very important. And so a question that I would suggest asking yourself every day or every couple of days or once a week, whatever frequency you feel is acceptable, is basically, what do I need today? That's it. What do I need today? And you may just be saying, I just need a nap or I just need some quiet time. And whether you can actually get it that day is actually not the point. The point is to start tuning in and then we figure out the how. We know that's how we figure out the what, right? Some people don't know what they need until they start asking themselves. But once you have the what you need, the how comes pretty easily. And then lastly, the fourth reason that I believe self-care is really challenging. It's really just that we don't question the routine, right? So how many times have we had a situation? Let's say that we have an ill family member and it goes on for several months. And during that time, you make your choice. Like, I am just going to pour every single bit of myself into this person. I'm not going to care for myself. Well, here's the thing. We create a habit and our brain does that whole autopilot thing where it learns caring for myself doesn't belong on here. 
So a huge error is just not questioning the routine that we have for ourselves because so much of our life can be fairly rote. And so that again comes back to start questioning yourself. What do I need today? Is it possible that this could be done differently? Because so often we think it's the only way, but is it possible that could be done differently? Okay. So now I'm going to share the superpower. And this really is one of the most powerful tools that I could offer you in regard to caring for yourself. And it is deciding ahead of time. So here's what I mean. We plan and make commitments to our work, to our family. But one place where we fail to make commitments is to ourselves, oftentimes, whether it comes to the way that we eat, whether we care for ourselves, where we fall on the priorities. We do not make ourselves the same degree of commitment as we do our job and our family. Why did I go to work every day when I dreaded it and cried on my way to and from work? It's because I had made a commitment to my employer to show up even when I didn't want to, even when I was a mess. Right? Your kid needs to be picked up from school every day. Odds are you're committed to doing that. They can't drive themselves It's sort of the difference between putting that thing you want to buy on your wish list, saying you'll buy it sometime soon, versus just buying it because you're going to have it. That is decisions ahead of time. We want to decide ahead of time what we are going to prioritize for self-care and we're going to schedule it in. So here's what I do. I decide a week ahead of time when my self-care time is. And it depends on the week. Sometimes it's 15 minutes here and there. Sometimes it's 30 minutes here and there. Sometimes it's a really nice long walk occasionally. But I sit down and I look at my schedule and I put all the non-negotiables on there, right? Here's my work time. Here's my coaching time. Here are important events with my husband or kids that I don't want to miss. But then after that, I don't schedule anything else. I don't schedule friend time. I don't do any of that. I'm just looking for time that I can care for myself, doing something that fills my self-care bucket. Once it is scheduled in, it becomes a non-negotiable. I'm not canceling on myself unless it's an emergency. Emergencies are totally different, right? All rules are blown out the window in an emergency. But let's be real. We cancel on ourselves a lot. We cancel on ourselves because our husband all of a sudden suggests something that we think will be really fun. Or our wife forgot to tell us about something. Or, I mean, fill in the blank, Your friends ask you to go out at night, but you had planned this whole self-care evening. Here's the deal. 
I absolutely understand you may want to do those other things. And this is why you're looking at canceling on yourself. But I want you to really think about what that means. Because if you've made a commitment to yourself in the same way that you commit to others, to your family, to your job, and then you cancel on yourself, and it's not even an emergency, the message that you send yourself is that you can't trust yourself. But on the flip side, when you commit and you show up for yourself and you do what you planned, what you show and teach yourself is, I have my own back. I will show up for you. I am committed to you, right? And so you naturally build trust with yourself and confidence that you will show up for you whenever it is needed. So either way you go, when it's an emergency, we absolutely get that, right? Our brains are like, oh yeah, this was an emergency. But when it's not an emergency and we abandon our plan to take care of ourselves, then we teach ourselves something we don't want, that we don't show up for ourselves when we say we will. So that's the food for thought. So what we want to do is decide ahead of time in whatever timing works for you. Maybe you do it a week ahead. Maybe you do it two weeks ahead. Maybe you do it the day before. The point is, is to look at it ahead of time and not just the day of, because that increases the likelihood that you're going to show up for yourself, right? So we have the primitive part of our brain that follows the survival idea And then we have our much more advanced part of our brain that does all of the planning and is able to sort of reason. When we decide ahead of time, we're accessing that part of our brain that is a planner that can reason and figure this out. If we wait too long and we just fly by the seat of our pants, I'll find some time to go walk this week or whatever then the really primitive part of our brain that's sort of like a toddler finds plenty of other things to do with our time. So again, this is the power of deciding ahead of time. There is no wrong way to decide ahead of time. It will look different for everybody. The point is to do it, to decide ahead of time make a commitment to yourself and teach yourself that you will show up for yourself. What is your self-care activity? Totally up to you. The point is this, it should fill your self-care bucket. It shouldn't take from your self-care bucket. For me, it's a walk or a hike most of the time. I prefer to be outdoors. There are some weeks that it never does work out to go outside. So I have a backup plan. So this is number two to decide ahead of time. Not only do we want to decide ahead of time our self-care time, day, and the what, we want to plan some backups. Because 
life doesn't always go as expected, right? So today, for example, I did not have an emergency, so I did not cancel on myself, but I had backup plans for other bits of my day because I know that I overestimate what I can get done in a day. So today, my husband and I went to breakfast together, and then my plan was to record a podcast, to take myself for a nice hilly walk, and I had a big plan to cook dinner. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, it's mid-afternoon, and I'm not sure that my dinner is going to go off without a hitch. We'll see. But it, it came time. I was sitting there going, okay, I still have to go grocery shopping. Kids are going to be home at four. My kids love to eat really early. How am I going to get all this done by that period of time? Because I also cannot record a podcast with my kids in the house. I mean, it would be like having two bullhorns going off at all times. So I thought about it. And I always have a backup for the meal. I always have a backup for the meal because I don't know if I'm going to get home on time, if it's a day that I'm going to be doing the cooking. And so I still went grocery shopping with the plan that I'm going to cook this meal. I took myself for a walk first before I did anything else. And you know what? When I was on that walk, this whole podcast came out of me (laughs) just right there. And I was power walking and typing notes into my note tab on my phone. And it was one of the most like glorious moments to just feel that my mind and body were really connected and working together. And so my next priority was doing my podcast. Because if you, if you think back to my episode about what's your life vision, right? My priorities were to cultivate my wellness and maintain it even in times of stress because that my own wellness is something I have not felt I have had much of. And another one of my priorities was to be of service to the community, to do this podcast and create an environment that helps people cultivate their wellness and feel better and create the lives they want. So when it came down to it, dinner was the thing that was going to be on the chopping block. And I don't have any qualms about it. It still could happen. I don't really know. But the point is this. I prioritized. I picked. And because I know that I sometimes am feeling time crunched towards the end of the day, dinner is always the thing I have a backup for. An easy breezy backup that I can pull out anytime and use it so that what's important gets done. And I'm not saying that it's bad food. I'll, I'll give you an example. I also prioritize meal prepping for myself as an act of self-care. Well, sometimes it so happens that the meal prepping might get behind for some reason. Maybe there has been some sort of emergency. Last Sunday, for example, we got a flat tire on the freeway and my husband and I sat there for a hot minute. 
And my plans to meal prep that evening sort of went because there was just nothing I could do about being stuck on the freeway with my husband. But it's a very important thing to me. I am committed to myself for the meal prepping. So every time that I meal prep, I put a couple of backups in the freezer that I can pull out in a pinch. And I plan for a backup meal prepping day if the first one doesn't work out for something that is truly out of my control. So when it's in my control, I commit to myself and I show up for myself. When it's out of my control, I have created a backup. So maybe it's a backup for meal prep. Maybe it's a backup for something else. The point is there are going to be common obstacles that always pop up. And if we'll just pay attention to what they are, we can decide ahead of time how we're going to handle those two. So if you're sitting here still thinking self-care is impossible, I cannot do this. I just want you to ask one question to yourself. Can you consider the possibility that you're wrong? Because that question may help you open your mind up to the possibilities, to the idea that it's possible. And if you're ever needing help figuring this out, I am your gal. Look me up on Facebook or Instagram or send me an email off my website. There's also a chat feature. But this is possible for you. I know it. A hundred million percent, I know it. And if you need me to believe on your behalf until you can, I will. That's not a problem. How will you show up for yourself? Because showing up for yourself sends you the message that you're worth showing up for. How will you commit to yourself? Because committing to yourself and following through teaches you that you can trust yourself to have your own back. We all have a story, including a self-care story. Think about what yours is, and is it the story you want? Because if it's not, it's your story to rewrite. We all can. That's all I have today for you, my friends. I'm sending you all so much love. Be well on this Monday. And again, if I can help you anyway, please reach out. I do have one favor to ask. If this podcast episode or any of the others resonated with you, please do me a favor and share it with a friend or rate and review it. Any of those activities help me reach more people and fulfill part of my vision to be of service to others. Be well. Are you ready to start making progress forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out.